says, Amen. We can take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Glory. Right, so let me take this opportunity to welcome you all. Thank you so much for, for connecting. May the Lord bless you. It's not uh, everyone who has this privilege of uh, sitting down and hearing the word of the Lord being spoken unto them. You know, the word of God is life, isn't it? We know that. So whenever you, you take that opportunity uh, uh, to, to um, sit down and listen to the word of God, my God, it is life that you are receiving in your spirit, in your soul, in your body, and that life will revitalize you. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, my God, it's not everyone who has been privileged to, to have that wisdom, to understand the importance of hearing the word of God. Everyone can do anything, you know, throughout the week. They can prioritize everything during the week. But to just sit down for 30 to 45 minutes to hear the word of God, there are some who are not able to do that. But I say uh, uh, you have been blessed by the Lord if you have been granted that wisdom to know that this is an important time uh, to sit down and hear the Lord speak into your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, so we want to get uh, into the word of God uh, uh, this morning. If you can open your Bibles with me to the book of Luke, chapter 21, the gospel of Luke, chapter 21. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 21, verse 33. Luke 21, verse 33. Are we there? Right. So the Bible says, Heaven and earth shall pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. In Jesus' name, amen. These are the words of our Lord, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's saying, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words, the words that I've spoken unto you, the words that you have been hearing me speak unto you, these words shall not pass away. The title of my message today is Preparing for Tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Preparing for, for tomorrow. You know, the events that are happening now on the earth and those that will happen in the future, they are all in the knowledge of God. Are you hearing me, somebody? They are all in the knowledge of God. In other words, there is nothing that will happen uh, uh, in the future. There is nothing that will happen today. There is, hap uh, there, there is uh, uh, nothing that will happen any day that God does not know. Everything is in the knowledge of God. So when the Lord Jesus Christ says, heaven and earth shall pass away, he knows uh, uh, for a fact that uh, there is a time that is coming when heaven shall pass away, when the earth shall pass away. But there is one important thing that he highlighted, which is the word of God, which is his word. He says, but my words shall not pass away. 
Now, I want someone to see the importance of the word of God from that very statement that he made. He says the earth, you know, people have put trust in the earth, isn't it? You know, right now you are sitting and uh, you are standing, you are putting your feet on the earth. You, you are trusting the earth to sustain you, to support you, isn't it? And there are others who even think that uh, this world will never pass away, isn't it? They see the earth as something that will endure for eternity. But Jesus here is saying heaven and earth shall pass away. Now, if heaven and earth shall pass away according to the word of the Lord, what is it that shall not pass away? What is it that we have to put our trust in that which shall not pass away, that which is eternal? And Jesus says, my word, my word shall not pass away. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. To God, nothing is surprising because our God is omniscient. Our God knows everything. There is nothing that God does not know. In fact, most of the things that are happening right now on the earth, they are orchestrated by Almighty God. Oh my God, are you hearing me, somebody? When the Holy Spirit penned the scriptures that we are reading right now, he was fully aware of how things would turn out on the earth. Everything that has been written in the scriptures, the Holy Spirit knows for a fact. He knows to the dot. He knows the detail of what is going to happen. On the, that, that is how Jesus could prophesy to Peter to say, Peter, you are going to deny me. How did he know that? How did Jesus uh, prophesy and say the son of man shall be crucified, but on the third day he is going to rise? How did he know that before it even happened? Because all these things, all these events are in the knowledge of God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God has already revealed the end unto us through his word. And we know that his word stands sure, isn't it? Because he is the faithful witness. The Bible says he is the true and faithful witness. If you want to hear the truth, then you have to hear it from what? From the Lord Jesus Christ. My God, you can search for truth anyway. You can search for truth uh, 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 from the north to the east to the south to the west. But if you are not looking for truth in Christ Jesus, you will not be able to find the truth in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So by this knowledge, by this revelation knowledge that the Lord has given unto us, we are supposed to prepare for the future and not be taken up, uh, taken up so much with the things that shall pass away. You know, it's so important. I know it's important because we are still in this board, isn't it? It's so important to chase our careers. It's so important for us uh, uh, to, to chase our businesses. It's so important for us to chase the things uh, that can sustain us in this life, isn't it? It's so important. Why? Because we need sustenance on this earth, isn't it? But if your life is just based on sustaining your earthly life, then you tell me what is going to happen to your life tomorrow. By the knowledge that uh, 
the Lord has given unto us, we are supposed to prepare for, for tomorrow. Are you hearing me, somebody? We are supposed to, when I'm saying preparing for tomorrow, I don't mean tomorrow, tomorrow, okay? The Bible says, uh, 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 according to the Lord, a day is like a what? A thousand years. And a thousand years like a day, isn't it? So if a thousand years is like a day to the Lord, when I say preparing for tomorrow, I'm simply saying you need to prepare for your future. You need to prepare for the next 10 years. You need to prepare for the next 100 years of your life. You need to prepare for the next 1,000 years of your life. You need to prepare for the next what? 10,000 years of your life. You need to prepare for eternity. That is what I'm talking about. There are events that are coming in the future according to the word of God. As the Lord has prophesied unto us, isn't it? And the Lord has made this, these things known unto us. So if the Lord has made these things known unto us, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to prepare for, for tomorrow. Because if we don't prepare for tomorrow, we will be surprised to find ourselves in the very things that the Lord warned us against. My God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. The Bible tells us that he declares the end from the beginning, isn't it? If you read your Bible there in the book of Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10. That's what the Bible says. Declaring the end from the beginning. Declaring the what? The end from the beginning. And from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So he is saying I declare the end from the beginning. You see this? I declare the end times. Before the beginning. I declare the end times even before they have not yet what happened. The Bible tells us that even before the beginning of the earth, the Lord knew the end. From the beginning, he declares what? The end. And he says, from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. From very ancient times, from a very long time ago, God already spoke about the things that are happening today. Jesus did he not speak about diseases that shall happen uh, uh, during these times. He spoke about it. He spoke about wars. He spoke about rumors of wars. He spoke about pestilences. He spoke about a lot of things. And there's a great trying time that is about to come on the earth. Jesus spoke about that. So, when he has already spoken about that, that means that we need to prepare for tomorrow. Lest we find ourselves in the crucible of fire which Jesus has already warned us against. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. What more do we want? If God has already given us the wisdom concerning the future. He has already given us the wisdom for life. About the things that are about to happen. He has already given us wisdom. And wisdom helps you to plan your life. So that you avoid those things that are about to come on the earth. 
oh my God, is someone preparing for tomorrow? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, what is the importance of his words? What, what, what is the importance of the words that Jesus has spoken unto us? Jesus' intention for his people is that, number one, they know the future. You hear this? That they know the future because he knows it. So, because he knows it, he can reveal it, right? Number two, he wants the saints, right, to know their part in the plan. Because we know that God has a plan, isn't it, for this world. He has a plan for his people. So, he wants his people to know the future, number one. Number two, he wants his people to know their part in the plan. The part that his people should play in the plan. Then number three, he, he wants them to know their ultimate destinies at the end of the day. Who are you going to be? What are you going to be? You need to know that. You need to know that there are two ways at the end of the day. There are two roads. There are two destinations at the end of the day. So by revealing uh, 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 the future, God wants you to know the future. He wants you to know your plan. He wants you uh, 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 to know the plan that he has for you. He wants you to know the, the part that you are going to play in that plan. Because you know what? These things will not change. They will never change. No matter how we wish the things that uh, we have seen in the scriptures, uh, no matter how much we, we wish that they don't happen, it will not work. Because God has already declared it that it shall be and it shall come to pass. So that means we have to be wise. We have to be wise and listen to his word and begin to live preparing for for tomorrow, starting today, in the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus' words are like a syllabus. You know a syllabus? We have gone to school, isn't it? His words are like a syllabus for a course. In other words, he lets you know what is expected of you during the course. And you also know that at the end of the course, there is also a final exam. So the life that we are living in is like a course. That is a final exam at the end of the day. And you know what? When uh, someone writes a final exam, you know the outcomes, isn't it? You fail the exam or you pass the exam, right? When you fail the exam, it doesn't really matter how much you failed. A fail is a fail. You failed. When you pass the exam, then congratulations. But even when you pass, there are different grades. Isn't it? There are different grades. There are different levels of passing. So this is the kind of life that you are living in today. We have a lot of people that are so diligent. 
in doing the things that are in the world. You are so diligent to go to school. You are so diligent to read. You are so diligent when it comes to writing earthly exams. Because you are preparing for your wife for earthly tomorrow. You want to have a better life. You want to have a better remuneration. But look at what people do. They forget to prepare for a spiritual tomorrow. They forget to prepare for the tomorrow that God has already spoken about. Which is the most important thing to prepare for. Oh my God, are you hearing me somebody? You know, I, I believe that I'm speaking to people that have already given their lives to Christ right now. But if there is someone who has not already given their lives to Christ, because you have this question to say, okay, so how can I prepare for my tomorrow? And I'm here to tell you that the first point of call is to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior in your life. Because there is no preparing for tomorrow if you don't what? If you don't receive Christ as your Lord and Savior first. Because the Bible says in him is life. Oh my God, are you hearing me somebody? In him is life. And that life is the light of man. The Bible says, I am the resurrection and the life. If at any time you, 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 you hope for resurrection from the dead, you hope for eternal life, you find that in Christ. Eternal life is in Christ. Resurrection from the dead is in Christ. Eternity is in Christ. A bright future, a bright tomorrow is in Christ. So you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Oh my God, I'm speaking this because I know that someone will watch this sermon. You can watch it today or you can watch it tomorrow. You may be someone who watch it a week after I preach it or a month after I preach it. Oh my God, are you hearing, me that, uh, are you hearing this somebody? You can watch this a year later. Or you can even watch this after I've, I, I've gone to be with the Lord. But I know that somebody is going to watch this sermon. And I'm speaking to you today. And I'm saying, if you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior, receive him today. And the life of God will come into your life. And you receive eternal life. You escape the fires of hell. My God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you so much. There is no one who can love you as much as God does. Never. That is why we must give ourselves to God and accept his free gift of salvation. My God in Jesus' mighty name, amen. So that is the first point of call. Giving your life to Christ. And when you have given your life to Christ, how do you continue to prepare for your tomorrow? You need to serve him. You need to what? You need to serve him. Are you hearing this? This knowledge that you have received in the word of God must be translated to action. Knowledge must be translated to what? To action. Wisdom must be translated to action. Begin to serve him. Begin to work for him. You know, we can take a leaf from the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it? We can take a leaf from the life of Jesus. John chapter 9, verse 4. 
He said, I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. He says, I must what? Work the works of him who sent me. Who sent him? God the Father, isn't it? So he says, I must do the works of him that sent me. While it is day. I want someone to, 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 to hear this. He said, while it is what? It is day. Because there is a night that is coming. And when that night comes, no man can what? Can work. That is what he said. So he's saying there is a time that, that shall be called day. And this is not a day and night that we are used to. These are a number of years that shall be called day. And then there will come a number of years that will be called night. And during those years, no one can work. Oh, are you hearing me, someone? So the times that Jesus lived in, he called it day. But there was a slight time of night when he could not work. When it was time for him to be crucified, he could not work. My God in Jesus' mighty name, amen. The devil and his cause were on him. They had no power over him, but because it was the will of God, he gave himself um, up so that he could be crucified on our behalf. But again, the word of God is saying there is a time that is coming, and that time is called night. <laughs> no man can work during that time. And as I was meditating on this, you know, I got this revelation to say, the night, this night that he's talking about, this is a time when evil, when evil so overrun this world that it will be so difficult for even the saints of God to live in this world. It will be so difficult for the saints of God to practice their faith. It will be so difficult. It will be so difficult to preach the word of God. And if you read your Bible very well, you are going to find out that during the time of trouble, during the great tribulation, it will be so difficult for people that will be living during that time to work. Today you can go out and preach in a bus. Today you can go out and preach in the street. But during that time, you will not be able to preach in the street. You will not be able to go to the auditorium, to your church to preach. It will be a time when many shall be martyred for the faith of Christ. It will be a time when men will be in hiding. Why are they hiding? To run away from the guillotine. Because in that day, it is going to happen. My God in Jesus' mighty name, amen. As the apostles of old were killed, as the apostles of old were, you know, their heads were cut off. They were crucified. It's going to happen again. The night is coming when no man can work. So the work must be done today. Do your work now. Are you hearing me, somebody? Do your work what? Now when it can easily be done. My God, in Jesus' mighty name, 
Let us go to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 14. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 14. Do your work now, when you can. Because there's a time that is coming when you won't be able to do the work. Glory to Jesus. Are we there? Matthew 25, verse 14. The Bible says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. All right, so this is a parable that Jesus is what is, is talking about here. So he's saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country. Who called his own servants? And what did he do when he called his own servants? He delivered unto them his goods, isn't it? In other words, he made those servants his stewards. They became stewards. They became stewards of the things of God. And that is exactly what happened when the Lord ascended to heaven. He made the apostles the stewards of his work. The stewards of the gospel. And like today, we are stewards of the gospel. Because God has delivered unto us his goods. He has given us his word. And he has given us his commandment to go out with the word of God and to preach his word, isn't it? He has given us many assignments. It's not only about preaching the word. Everything that he said that his saints must do. We were given commandment. We were given stewardship of the things of God. Verse 15. And unto one he gave five talents. Unto one he gave what? Five talents. To another he gave two and to another one. To every man according to his several ability and straight away took his journey. So he did not give uh, every man uh, 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 um, equal talents, you see. He gave to each man different uh, uh, levels of talents. To one he gave five, to another he gave two, to another he gave one. And the Bible is saying according to his several ability. And then he took his journey. Now, let's see what happened after these talents were delivered unto these servants. Verse 16. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made, uh, 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 made them other five talents. So the one who got five talents, what did he do? He went to trade with those five talents, isn't it? And then what happened? What happened? He gained five more talents, isn't it? Right. Verse 17, and likewise he that had received two, he also gained the other two. So the one who got two talents, he went and traded and got other two talents. So he gained two. Now he had four. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. So in this uh, particular parable, he was saying uh, 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 the talents that they were given it was money, isn't it? But those talents can be different types of talents. They could be spiritual gifts. 
isn't it? It could be resources like money. So in this case, uh, uh, the resources that they were given, the talents that they were given, it was money. So there's something peculiar about the one who received the one talent. The Bible here is saying he took that one talent, he received it, and he digged it in the earth, and he hid his Lord's money. The Bible is not saying his, his own money. It is the Lord's money because he was made a steward. And this is one thing that we need to know. Even the resources or even the money that we get as remuneration, it is the Lord's money. Everything belongs to the Lord. Who agrees with me? Everything that we have, even our cars, they belong to the Lord. Everything that is on this earth, it belongs to the Lord. So we have to be very, very uh, 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 careful on how we use those resources that God has what? He has given us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Right. So, verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants, uh, of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Look at this. After a long what? A long time. Is there anyone who thinks that Jesus studies? <laughs> there are some who think, I know, ah, I think Jesus is going to take a long time to come. So I can do what I want for this moment, you know. I can do my own things, you know, for this moment, you know. But Jesus, he rightly said after a long time, he came back, isn't it? But the question is now, Jesus ascended to heaven a long time ago, which means any time now he's about what to come back. I shared this before that in the past two weeks, the Lord was actually ministering to me this. He's at the door. Very, very soon, he's going to come. And people tend to forget that. And when they forget, rather than focusing on the things of Christ, they focus more on the things of the world. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Right. So, the Lord uh, of those servants comes and reckons with them. Verse 20. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, right, saying, Lord, you delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. So he says, out of the five. So if it was five dollars, when the Lord came, he delivered to the Lord ten dollars. You know, I, I like this. The Bible is not saying out of the five dollars, he delivered a million. He only delivered ten. He added five dollars on top of the five. And that tells me there is nothing, you know, that you can do for God that is considered small. The little that you do is so important to God. It's so important. Let's, let, you know, let's stop judging each other to say this one is doing more for God, this one is doing less for God. Who knows? Maybe the one who is doing more was given five talents and the other one was given two. Let him do according to his ability. So what we can only do is encourage each other to continue doing good works for God. As long as you are doing what God said you are doing, you must do, I mean, that is what God wants. So that when Jesus comes, you are able to deliver something unto you. Do something. I say do what? 
Do something. Do something. Wow. Verse 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Listen to the statement right there of the Lord. He says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Because he what? He gained more talents out of the talents that the Lord had given him, isn't it? He did not dig his talents in the earth. He did not sit over them. And as I'm preaching right now, you need to ask yourself whether you are sitting on your talents, on the things that God gave you. Are you sitting on them? If you say you are not sitting on them, then you must be able to point out the things that you are doing to say, this is what I'm doing for God. This is the talent that God gave me. This is the ability that God gave me. This is the resource that God gave me. And this is what I'm doing for him. My God, my God, my God. Glory to Jesus. We're on verse what now? Yes, verse 21, isn't it? So he says, you have been faithful over a few things. He did not say you have been faithful over a lot of things. You know, the Lord does not see as man sees. <laughs> I hear me somebody. He does not see as man sees. He is saying you have been faithful over a few things. God may have committed to you a few things. But what he wants from you is for you to be faithful over those few things. Then what is the reward? He says, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He makes you a ruler over many things because you have been faithful over a few things. Look at the logic. Look at how the Lord operates. But yet, we find ourselves being unfaithful in the few things that the Lord has given us. We are here crying for a million dollars, but we can't be faithful in the $50, in the $100, in the $500 that the Lord gives us. So how can we be faithful in the million? How can you say, Lord, give me more so that I can do more? No, start doing uh, the, the, the little that you can with the little that he has given you. Does that not make sense? It does, isn't it? It does. You can't wait to preach before a thousand people. Preach when there is one person right there. Be faithful over the little that God has given you. Preach over the five. Preach over the twenty. Preach over the hundred. Preach to anyone that the Lord is what is given you and sent to you. Start being faithful in the little. My God, are you hearing me, somebody? This is what the scriptures are saying. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. He did not say you have been faithful over much. He says over the little. Which means what God is looking for is your faithfulness. Being faithful. Because if you are faithful in the little, then when he gives you much, you are bound to be what? You are bound to be faithful. 
Do you see how we can prepare for your tomorrow? Faithfulness is key. Working for the Lord and being faithful in what you do. There are a lot of people who work for the Lord, but the way they work for the Lord, they are very unfaithful in the way they do things, right? You, you, you try to do gimmicks so that you can have a greater harvest for the Lord. But the way you are doing it, you are not being faithful. You are not walking in the truth. And that is what God does not want. He wants you to be faithful in the literal. And if you are faithful in the literal, then you can be faithful in much. Integrity. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Kingdom character. This is what we are looking for. Glory to God. Right. Verse 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I've gained two other talents beside him. Beside them, isn't it? So he brought other two from the two that he got. Right. His Lord said unto him, well done. Good and faithful servant. Look at this. He says good and faithful. I want you to mark that word faithful. Faithfulness is important. Good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Again, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So, being made a ruler over many things, you need to be faithful in the few things. So we know that our tomorrow, God wants to make us rulers over his what? Over his creation. Over everything that he has. He wants to make us rulers so that we are joined heirs with Christ. But how can we be joined heirs with Christ? We have to be faithful in the little. We have to be faithful in the little assignments that he gives us. We have to be little, uh, I mean, uh, uh, faithful in the uh, resources that he was. He gives us. We have to be faithful stewards in everything that we do. That is how we can be rulers over much tomorrow. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I'm saying tomorrow because it's tomorrow. It may be too far for you, but when it comes to me, it is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. My God, glory to his holy name forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Then he, verse 24 which had received the one talent, the one who had one talent, now came. <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus. And said, Lord, I knew thee that you are a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not sowed. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the earth. Lo, there uh, you have that is thine. So, basically, what did the one who received one talent do? He took that talent and digged it in the earth and hid it. He was not productive with it. He, he didn't do anything with it. So he took that one dollar, he put it in the earth and, uh, and, and saved it. So that when the Lord comes back, he says, Lord, here it is. So even the gift that God has given you, you take it, you dig it. You, 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 you hide it. And then when the Lord comes, he says, Lord, here is your gift. You gave me a gift to prophesy, I never prophesied. Here is your gift. Lord, you gave me a gift to preach, I never preached. Here is your gift. Lord, you gave me a gift to sing, to worship. Here is your gift, I never used it. Oh, you, you, Lord, you gave me a gift to heal the sick. Here it is, Lord. I had no need of it. Here it is. But what does the Lord say? 
What does the Lord say? Oh my God, are you hearing me somebody? Somebody must hear this and begin to prepare for tomorrow. Because the Lord is coming back and he needs an account of the things that we have done with what he has given us. Oh Lord, thank you. You gave me all the money. I used it for, for, for my own things. I used it to buy food. <laughs> and there is nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing that you put in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord. Zero. You digged up what God gave you. My God, my God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So, his Lord, in verse 26, what did the Lord say? His Lord answered and said unto him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strowed. You ought therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him who has t uh, ten talents. For unto everyone that he has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that is not shall be taken away even that which he has. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So when you come before the Lord and your talent has not gained, you know, what this uh, a servant should have done? He should have gained just one more talent. Just one more. Not even ten, not even, just one. And the Lord would have said, good and faithful servant. In other words, the talent that God has given you, it must gain just a little more. Rather than you are, you are given a talent, it comes back as it is. No, come back. it must come back with something. Something must accrue to the kingdom of God. My God, are you hearing me, somebody? In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. It must accrue to somebody. As I am preaching right now, can you say, uh, I am not using my talent to preach the word? Are you not all benefiting from what I am preaching? I believe that talent is accruing, isn't it? When people hear the word of God on, on the social platforms, I believe it's accruing. So I'm doing this because that is what I want the Lord to say unto me on that day. Good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. And this is what we must all what desire today as we prepare for tomorrow. Let us do uh, 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 what the Lord wants us to do so that in that day he may reward us. The one who had five talents, who gained five. The Lord said the same thing to him. You shall be a ruler of a match, isn't it? The one who had two talents, the Lord said the same thing to him. You shall be ruler of a match. So I want you to understand that. It doesn't really matter the talents that God has given you. Whether uh, uh, it's less than your brother or your sister right there. Do what you can with what the Lord has, what? He has given you and gain some talents from the talents that God has given you. Then you are preparing yourself good for tomorrow. You are setting up yourself 
At one time, the Lord said, uh, 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 you must keep your treasure in heaven, isn't it? If you do this, then you are keeping your treasure in heaven. You need to prepare for tomorrow in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask your neighbor right there. Are you preparing for tomorrow? Ask your neighbor. Are you preparing for tomorrow? <laughs> what are you doing today to prepare for tomorrow? What are you doing? How are you using the talent that God has given you? Are you even using it? Have you not digged that talent into the earth right now? And it's not in use. My God, my God, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. We want believers today who stand up and do what God has called them to do. Stand up and use the talents that God has given unto them so that we can advance the work of God. Let there be people who arise and say, what can we do so that we can advance the work of God? Are you hearing me, somebody? What can we do? What can we add? Is there anything that is missing? You know, you need to have eyes that can see where there is a need. Oh, I can improve here. I can improve here. Oh, I can improve that. Oh, we can reach more people here. Are you hearing this? Oh, we can improve the quality of our preaching here. We can improve the quality of our fellowship here. Come on, somebody. Do something. Do something. You know, even in the time that we are in, where we are preaching on virtual platforms, I believe a lot can be done. There are a lot of gadgets that you can actually buy. Do, do you, are you hearing me? Because there are some right now who say, ah, we are no longer going to church, isn't it? So why should we give to the church? We are no longer paying rentals. Come on. I'm not talking about this ministry. I'm talking about the reality that is out there. Because pastors also share what's happening. We have pastors that are hungry out there because believers are no longer giving to the church. They are saying, what is he using it for? What is he using it for? But there are a lot of things, isn't it, that people can do. Can someone rise up and say, okay, I'm going to sponsor cameras. Oh, I'm going to buy an additional camera. Oh, I'm going to buy streaming equipment. Come on, somebody. Oh, I can buy even, do, do you know that uh, uh, you can even buy sofas where you can sit, right? Because uh, uh, we are seeing it happening, isn't it? You can buy sofas, you can buy flowers, you can buy tables, you can buy equipment, studio equipment. So that we can what? Make sure that the gospel goes forward. Why am I saying this? So that you may not say there is nothing else that can be done. There is a lot more that can be done. A lot more that can be done. My God, my God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Support your pastors. Support the ministers of the word. I'm speaking, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to the body of Christ, uh, uh, the body of Christ is one. I'm not talking about denominations here. Everyone. So if you are going to another denomination, I'm saying support your pastor right there. So that the word of God may be preached. Stand with him. Stand with her. Are you hearing this? 
At one time when Moses' hands were heavy, they came, people who supported his hands, isn't it? And as long as those hands were supported, then Israel won. Israel won the war. Israel was winning. For there is no, one man cannot stand on their own. Let those talents work. Let those what? Talents work in the name of Jesus. Let us continue to pray without ceasing. And let us work. Let us pray. Let us work. Let the Holy Spirit direct us so that we do what the Lord wants us to do in this time. For he is at hand. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The Lord is coming. I want you to remember that the Lord is coming. And his coming is very near. So what must we do today? Let's continue to prepare for tomorrow. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, I've uh, finished preaching for today. I think this is enough for today. Let us stand up on our feet. And we just need to pray and say, Lord, help me and give me grace to prepare for tomorrow in the name of Jesus. Give me grace to use the talents that you have given me. If you don't know them, may the Lord help you to identify those talents that are in your life. And you begin to work in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord said, we must work while it is what? It is still day because night comes, the night cometh when no man can work. Begin to pray right there in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Father, 